Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. It's a crash course type of show today as we take a look at how student loans work, applying, borrowing, and paying back. Thanks so much for being here today. Let's get right to it. All right, so increasingly, as we know, tuition continues to rise, saddling millions of students with large amounts of student loan debt. In fact, the average student is graduating with almost 30 grand in student loans. That's slightly more than a Tesla Model 3 or even a wedding. But without student loans, a lot of people wouldn't even be able to go to college. For most anyone heading to college, student loans will become a fact of life. But where do student loans come from? How much can you borrow? And what is the true cost anyway? So today, you'll learn all about how student loans actually work. The ins and outs of student loans. Student loans are available for undergrad and graduate students alike. They are based on need, of which income is only one component. Student loans are issued by the government, although private loans are also available. The amount issued to a student will depend on the student's financial situation. The final decision is up to the school. Financial aid packages are the first step in receiving a student loan. The financial aid package is made up of gift aid, like grants and scholarships, loans, and work-study programs. What is the collateral for a student loan? It's important to remember that the collateral for a loan is your future earnings. Say you buy a car or get a car loan. The collateral for the car loan is the car. So if you don't pay the car note, the bank can repossess your car. With student loans, it's important to remember that the collateral is your future earnings. If you don't repay a loan, the government can garnish your wages, take your tax returns, and more. So always keep this in mind when borrowing. Here's how to apply for a student loan. The FAFSA, or Free Application for Federal Student Aid, must be filled out each year to receive financial aid. FAFSA deadlines change each year. You can check their status at thecollegeinvestor.com. We have a link where you can see that. So be sure your FAFSA is submitted on time. Otherwise, a late FAFSA will certainly complicate your financial situation and kind of leave you scrambling to pay for school. To get an idea of how much financial aid you might be awarded, you can check out the FAFSA Forecaster website. Again, the link is at thecollegeinvestor.com. Upon being awarded financial aid, you'll receive amounts for gift aid and loans. There should also be a breakdown of your school's cost. Schools display cost information in different ways, and the true cost can be off by a wide margin. Depending on what is shown, you may need to ask the school for cost on tuition, housing, food, travel, fees, labs, etc., and books. Add in any other known cost. It's better to overestimate rather than underestimate, of course. A lot of students find that they're short on money, even after receiving their financial aid. This is due to many costs that are not accounted for. How much should you borrow? The golden question. So once you have an annual cost for school, subtract out gift aid and any money your parents may have saved up for college. If you have saved up money for college, subtract it out as well. The number you're left with is not only direct school cost, tuition and housing, but cost needed to live while you're in school. If you have a job, factor in how much of the above cost it will cover. 
you should have a final number on cost at this point. That final number is the amount needed for school loans. The less money in school loans you have to take, the better. As you can see, the amount of loans isn't just about tuition and books. It should factor in all costs that are associated with being a student. One caveat about student loans. Students will often take the full awarded amount, even if it isn't needed. But if you don't need the full amount, you can only take what is needed. Taking more loan money than what is needed will cost you more in interest and increase your monthly loan payments. So the key rule of thumb for how much you should borrow is just simply never borrow more than you expect to earn in your first year after graduation. This will help ensure that you never borrow too much and can't afford to repay it. Now let's talk about paying back your student loans. If you have federal student loans, there are a variety of repayment plans. There's income-driven repayment plans that help you pay back your student loans in an affordable way. You should pick the repayment plan that you can afford to make the payment on every month. If you don't know where to start, look at using a tool like Student Loan Planner to help you. We have that tool at thecollegeinvestor.com. The government offers a number of loan features that are not available with non-government loans. These include forbearance, where you don't have to start paying your student loans until after you graduate, sometimes up to six months. Hardship, while in repayment, you can push back payments until your finances improve. Low interest, most loans will have interest rates in the single digits. Low origination fees, fees for dispersed loans are right around 1% of the loan value. If you are enrolled at least half time, you don't have to begin making payments on government loans until six months after graduating. Additionally, interest will not accrue until after graduation for subsidized loans, but starts accruing immediately for unsubsidized loans. Read our full guide to subsidized versus unsubsidized loans at thecollegeinvestor.com. And according to the Federal Reserve, the average monthly payment is $393 with a median monthly payment of $222. How much you pay will depend on the repayment plan and, of course, the interest rate. Note that graduate loans will usually have higher interest rates than undergrad loans. A necessity for most students. With tuition continuing to skyrocket, student loans have become a necessity for virtually any student wanting to attend college. While student loans can be a large source of financing for college, Planning for cost and taking only the amount needed will help you to avoid being overly saddled with unneeded debt. And that is our show for today. I hope it was helpful. It was really fast and we got through it really quickly. If you want to dive a little bit deeper, see all the tools and resources we talked about today, just visit this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Copy and paste the title of the podcast right into the search bar and you'll find it. Also, we'd love to get to know you and walk through this journey with you as well and give you some tips and hints. And you can also ask questions for us. Just follow us all over social media. We're everywhere. Just search for The College Investor wherever you are. You'll probably find us. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.